You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Skydiving in the middle of that, the plane's going down, you know, they're about to die, you know, they're hugging each other. good for ya. Welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every week we sit down to do this. My name is Alex <laughs> Stiff, and sitting beside me is the one and only Captain Nunn. What's up, y'all? And we are very happy and proud and privileged to introduce Mr. Paul Rose from Sunday Boxing joining us this week. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, sir. Welcome on. It's surprised that we've done over 100 episodes. You've been part of our Discord, and we hadn't actually had you in here to talk yet except have, except for the couch potatoes which you know a little preview for that coming up maybe next week yeah it will be next week i think yeah there are too many fucking shows <laughs> we have a network <laughs> yeah we have a network subscribe to our patreon only one dollar a month links in the bio along with the discord and have some fun with us but that's all for the promo on that i was gonna say did you see that he just kind of caught that he goes yes we do have a patreon <laughs> <laughs> we, we've done it almost a hundred over a hundred episodes i think i should kind of have a grasp of this so far you're kind of like jerry rice you're just like whoop <laughs> it's like while well, i got you it's big enough while we got folks here if you're listening to this on release day which is going to be a Friday tomorrow night at Tommy's Pub for the local listeners here. Sunday Boxing and the fill-ins along with the fucking fantabulous Van Huskins are going to be playing a free show, like I said, at Tommy's Pub. So why don't you come on out to that? I think that's going to be pretty damn fun, Paul. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I've been pumped for it since we we announced it. So. Yeah. How, uh, this is show number what for you guys? Since two. Show yeah. number two. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's still with, yeah. good and fresh and <laughs> yeah. like ready to rock. Yeah, I was playing with uh, Wilma not too long ago, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, they're so rad. Um, and the other bands that were on it were really good, too. Added Color, they're from New York. Um, they were good. And then Inkswell was like their debut show outside of a house show. So they were really good, too. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I was talking with somebody about uh, house shows the other day, and uh, I think it was Chris. And uh, we were talking about uh, how like a lot of like, you know, regular house shows are like about as big as this apartment and mm-hmm. you're just crab- cramming like a four-piece band with yeah. a full-on drum kit yeah moving the couch out and oh yeah and doing it. sometimes <laughs> it's metal bands and shit like that a lot of the time it is metal bands because yeah. they got nowhere local to play you know especially yeah. in like uh say in bumpfuck tennessee or something like sure. that even though sure. when i was going to school in knoxville the only places like local metal bands could play would be like uh somebody's house right on yeah it's cool house shows are fun man they have a whole different energy and but i haven't done one in 20 years. So. I was going to say, that yeah. definitely feels like a young teenage band yeah. thing. You don't really see yeah. a lot of bands that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s like yeah. going and doing that because I've done my sh- <clears throat> fair share of house shows. When I was in Virginia, I was in a, a little crust punk band and we did a week-long tour and like half of those dates were house yeah. shows. <laughs> so it's like, but some of those were the craziest fun nights we yeah, had. Totally. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Because like no rules, right? Yeah. I mean, Essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially for a 17-year-old out yeah. on the road, day drinking all the time. Hell, Hell yeah. 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 It, it was reckless abandon time. There's always at least two kegs. And, and shit, uh, the 17-year-old drinking was still the good boy of the group. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there used to be those... Uh, publications from maximum rock and roll um the book your own fucking life like in yes the 90s and i remember stuff. hearing and, about those yeah and you just you could 
I mean, there was just venues and houses and stuff and put crash pads and all that stuff in there. And people, yeah, that's how they would book a tour back in the day on I'm, a payphone. I'm so. <laughs> you think more of those will kind of pop up like um, a next step step up, like say a, a rim setup or something like that, mm. where it's somebody with a lot of money putting up their own like little venues. I'm sure if they care, the part of that is having the folks care enough to do it. But I still think it would be a good you know, idea, you know, just one step up from your regular house venue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like it's a slippery slope though. So like the, the rim has it good because of the piece of property they are on, they're pretty secluded. Okay. So it's like they could set off fireworks. I mean, even their neighbors are their relatives. Okay. So it's like, yeah. they're really kind of stuck out in the middle of where they can kind of do that. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, even if we looked on the outskirts of Charlotte, say like a Monroe or something, that's still so residential. I would just be worried that it would just get shut down almost so immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, I don't want to necessarily name names in case they don't want to, but uh, there was someone out in Concord that was doing recordings and he had to shut down his studio because his neighbors were complaining oh, only shit. because of like drum sound. Yeah. So, and, and you know where he was out yeah. that was kind of out in the middle of nowhere too. So huh. I just, that makes me fearful on it, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, get, I would. I, trust me. That's not me sitting here going, no, no, there's not going to be anything piling up. But it's like looking at it from the rational side. I think there's other avenues we could do. I think there should be more open air festivals. That's what I'm thinking too, especially in places like the Dakotas or Montana, where they don't get a lot of traffic, you know, mm. concert wa- or uh, traveling, you know, touring uh, yeah. wise or you anything like that. Anyway, yeah, there. something like a Sturgis. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, yeah, it's just like your own uh, different versions of it and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember even like 10 years ago uh, in Virginia, there was um, there was a thing called like Farm Fest or something mm. like that. And it was I like remember a t- that. Yeah. And it was like a two day festival with like a bunch of punk and metal bands. They'd okay. bring tents, you know, yeah. and they would just set up literally on this farm. There was like a barn that they had set up, you yeah. know, with a PA and a stage and everything. And I know that uh, there was some stuff in North Carolina that 21 CG was a part of that was like some big like barn burner big bonfire type festival and this was all like 10 years ago and it and it just makes me wonder like what happened to that it felt like there was a lot more outdoorsy kind of get together fuck some shit up and have some fun parties that we don't have anymore river monster records i Mm -hmm. I don't mean to interrupt but they just did that punk intense that's um, correct you're very right you're very right doing that again next year so that's pretty cool that they've been doing that like one of the speedways down south carolina or something so Mm -hmm. that's good i hope that i hope they still uh keep doing that my first guess with uh you know what might have happened to farm fest was that maybe they lost their money one too many times farm dysfunction that's what it was farm dysfunction yes i had to i had to remember because i'm sitting here i'm just like it wasn't that but what the fuck was it called farm dysfunction yes yeah <laughs> Wait, did you ever go to those? No, I thought you, when you brought up Farm Fest, uh, no, uh, I, I didn't go. Okay, because I'm sitting here going, like, wait a minute, I probably played for you if you ever showed up to one of those. What the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's about to be another weird connection yeah. we had. When I first thought of like Farm Fest, my first thought was like Brandy Carlisle and Willie Nelson no, and shit like that. Oh, no. This is a bunch of little crust punks and metalheads getting together, making some noise. <laughs> There's a festival in Tennessee. I think it's called Muddy Roots. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Um, they do stuff like that. And that's supposed to be a really beautiful area, but I've. I've and, never uh, been. Or what, and where the fuck is it? Cookville, Tennessee. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That's in between Nashville and Knoxville. Okay. Kind of like the little uh, halfway point between those two uh, cities. Gotcha. And uh, they would always book bands like uh, a lot of legacy punk bands in the last few years, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, like, They all uh, played, I think, last year. Or, uh, did, it, did it happen? Not last year, but maybe the, the year, year before. before we don't before. count last. If we say yeah. last year, <laughs> yeah. it's the last active working well, we're musician this year. year that it's going to be like, you know, two years ago. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And not to interrupt Here on that again. bit, but it's like last year went by at a crawl. It felt like this year went by at a blink of an eye. Yeah. 
It really yeah. did. I don't even like think September. last. I don't even think last year went by that slow for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it crawled by for me, dude. Every day it was just like twice. I mean, it's like <laughs> twice as long. Yeah. I was about to say twice the speed. I was like, wait, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you on this year though. It's like it's already August, and it's like you know a year since of. Uh, well, since we had to cancel rim rocks the last point mm-hmm. it's like we've already done rim rocks holy yeah. shit <laughs> that yeah. kind of shit well it was also funny like getting ready for our show and everything else i was like getting like promos and stuff together and i started like because when i was like getting my promo for like our milestone date coming up i was like wait when was the last time we played milestone and it's yeah. like i had to dig it up and it was like almost two years to the date yeah and it's like Jesus. I looked up Tommy's, and it's like it was about a year to the date, or a yeah. year and a half to the date. Because yeah. the last Tommy shows we played was the um, John Battleship um, benefit show. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That was our last Tommy show. So, so Paul's playing in Charlotte more than us so far, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so we've only done Skylark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we've done the same amount then. So yeah, we've only done Milestone thus far. So. Okay. okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and that was actually our last show too. Um, before before the, everything shut down in February, and the um, milestones gotten some yeah. great new renovations. Dude, it looks amazing. So I, I feel bad that I haven't been able to get out there. But yeah. it's like even before we turn on the microphones, I was just like, I want to get out more this year. But it's like I same. Yeah. and it's like that show you were just talking about. I had it in my phone. I'm sitting here. I'm like, there are so many bands on this bill. I want to see. I'm gonna yeah. fucking come out to this. And it's like an hour before that time came up. Yeah. It's like I looked at everything I had done that yeah. day and went. I will be alive for an hour if I go out. <laughs> After an hour, I'm going to be dead. I'm just going to be off in the corner, not talking to anyone. I'm not going to be in a good mood. People are going to think I'm mad at them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just not going to go. <laughs> and then it's like it's like one o'clock that night when I still can't sleep. I'm like, Ugh, I should have went. I feel like a dick. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people I bump into now at shows that are like that are, that are out there, but they're feeling that they're like, uh, my social anxiety's kicking in. I don't want to be. Here. Okay, well, if more people are feeling it, I'll be a little bit more comfortable. But man, it's like in like 2018, 2019, nobody's feeling that shit. Well, we all haven't like, done it in so long. I mean, yeah. like now just, y'all are yeah. on my fucking level. Yeah, exactly. Welcome, motherfuckers. Yeah. How's it feel? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the shit show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, but no, no, I, I genuinely do want to get back out a little bit more this year. I don't sure. like being a hermit. It's yeah. like, but it just, it's it's been tough. Yeah, it's been tough too. Well, with, the, with the shows that you guys have coming up and the stuff that you guys have, you know, going on in your lives. I mean, you we're adults. Are, you guys are out. There, you guys are out there plenty too. So yeah, yeah but know. it's like, but it's like, I still feel bad because it's like, you know, even though we're getting out a lot. For me personally, I may be getting out a lot, but it's not out a lot in Charlotte. Sure. Like you know, we're not going to talk about on this episode. We want to be primarily focused on you. We'll talk about our crazy adventures Appreciate on next it. episode because we'll <laughs> have plenty to, to catch up on. But it's like you know, I've been running around going all the way up into Indiana and you know, up and down the East Coast and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like I hadn't really been hanging out in Charlotte, sure. and it, it does make me feel a little guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, I've been seeing so many of my friends, but like, I haven't been seeing any of my hometown friends. Sure. <laughs> so it's like, I, I do feel a little bad about that, but so I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm ready to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, see, that was me. And then I got the fuck out yeah. and then I'm like, Oh, hi. I hadn't seen anyone here in like three months. <laughs> I'm back to knowing too many motherfuckers again. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, I uh, figure while we have you here, though, one of the things we do like talking about um, anytime we at least get a brand new guest on is, you know, maybe where they kind of started in the music world. I do know that you play drums. Was that initially the thing you kicked off with? or? Yeah, it was all kind of by chance, though, too, because, you know, I started playing music. Excuse me. Oh, you're fine. And um, because the two friends that I had that played music already played, one played guitar, one played bass, 
Hey, perfect. Well, there you go. You know? Perfect so, Yeah. So it was all by accident, but uh, or by chance. I don't know. <laughs> You're but, just like um, we should totally be in a band. Yeah, well, well, what yeah, led it to exactly. like getting the drum kit? Like, so for instance, with me, I just remember watching, you know, Ace Frehley and being like, okay, guitar. I like guitar. And the mom yeah. just gets me a guitar. Was there like a sure. drummer you saw that kind of Dave Grohl? So, okay. I mean, awesome. Yeah. Nirvana broke around that time. Um, you know, when I started. Uh, I mean, I was always into music because my dad had a great record collection, and my bro- I had an older brother that always is a good catalyst to get you into some good shit. Yeah, but um, but yeah, once Nirvana broke, it was like, dude, yeah, <laughs> and that was probably around like what age? Uh, so that record came out in like September of '91. So yeah, I was about to be 12. Ah, uh, dude. So yeah. that that was yeah. like the perfect like formidable years because every time I think sure. back on it, yeah, those were those years that like I honestly remember the most. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. There was so much good music in like that mid nineties, mm-hmm. early early mid nineties to mid nineties as well. So it's like the um, tail end of Pixies and uh Yeah. Uh Dinosaur Junior and all that stuff yeah. too. Yeah. And then Nirvana always like kinda hyped their influences too, which was mm-hmm. Pixies and Dinosaur mm-hmm. Junior, Sonic Youth, like all that good shit. So um I was so talk- yeah, they were a good stepping stone. I was talking to a friend of mine about Sonic Youth the other day and they were talking about how you see the music videos, uh uh Lee Her- uh is it Lee Hernaldo? Yeah. Uh, playing the guitar with his drumsticks. Uh huh. Yep. And yep. he said that's where he lost the band for. That's what uh, killed it for him. It's like that's stupid. Why are you playing a guitar with your drumsticks? That's, you're not cool. Do it too. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just noise, you know. So, but, but yeah. you can't guess who that was, Alex. <laughs> oh no, not at all. <laughs> But no, even though I'm not like the biggest Nirvana fan, sure. I can agree. Dave Grohl is probably my favorite member of the band. Yeah. Only because I like his personality. Yep. He may be in too many documentaries these days. He's yeah. the new Henry Rollins, but... He's all over the place and yeah. But whatever. Yeah. They ask him to, he says yes and yeah. gets paid. Yep. I, I would be doing the same shit. What totally. the fuck? What the fuck ever? <laughs> so it's yep. like, but he... I, I think he's a talented dude. So it's like, I can absolutely see where that kind of thing comes from because yeah. I'm not a drummer, but if I did have to like p- pick specific drummers throughout mm-hmm. time, Dave would definitely be my nineties drummer. Being yeah. Like he, he's the dude. Yeah. I definitely locked onto that. So, and that whole scene, just um, so solid. Like yeah. That too. Yep. So, so I always love this too. What was the first band name? <laughs> Blind Witness. Blind Witness. Yeah. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah, not bad, right? Not bad. <laughs> not that's actually pretty good for like sixteen. And this under. was actually yeah. This was yeah. This was we were probably in seventh grade. Yeah, so, yep. that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. pretty good. Better, yeah. better than a lot of teenage band names. Yeah, I know, right? I, my brother might have come up with it, so he was a little bit older. So maybe <laughs> maybe I should give him the credit. I don't know if he came up with it or not, but yeah, that's what it was. So. <laughs> and what was like the experience like with that band? Y'all wind up getting out doing no, shows. Yeah, we were like in the twelve, thirteen. I mean, we I mean we played a couple parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, the bass player ended up moving away, and then um, we ended up getting with this guy who uh, played bass, had a basement, and um, so we practiced over at that house a bunch. But yeah, my house as well. But um, but yeah, just met a bunch of guys through them and started mm-hmm. up a couple other bands and played a bunch of shows in high school and did some releases and stuff with other bands there. Nice. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Was there any recordings from that very first band that you're able to go back to and listen? I probably have them somewhere, but I've, <laughs> I haven't listened in so long. So yeah, no, I do. Every, I do like going back every so often and like listen to old shit. I've got like a yeah. demo tape when I was like 13 or something. It was me on guitar, Jeff Williams on bass and Russ Ward on drums. Okay. And it's like, we played like two Ramones covers and an Annie scene cover just like at the practice space. That's and it was awesome. like, that was my first real band experience yeah. so it's like every so often i'll put that on and be like 
Whew, okay. Yeah. I'm done with that. <laughs> I, I sometimes go back to the high school stuff a little bit, but uh but haven't listened to it in a while. It's mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think I have any high school recordings because yeah. it was like me and my brother and uh, my best friend from mm-hmm. high school and uh we fucked around but we never recorded anything or mm-hmm. like we may have performed after graduation or each other's graduation sure. and things like that. Yeah. We played an after prom party one time. It was a band called Nihil, like nihilism. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how cool we were at, yeah, 15 16 we played an after prom party one time and they kept we were supposed to play like second or third and they kept pushing us back there was a bunch of like bands from the school and stuff it was a yeah. pretty talented uh school but um <laughs> we got in there and started playing they ended up unplugging us oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh no <laughs> and uh apparently and i don't know again i don't know how factual all this is it might have been high school rumors and stuff like that well no he definitely was in the fbi one of <laughs> one of <laughs> yeah Sorry, this is going. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the parents of uh, one of the students that was in our in our uh, class um, was an FBI agent. I remember he came in for career day, but uh, we always like we referred to him as special agent. I think McPherson, but yeah, he's the one that like kind of unplugged everything, and my bass player ended up getting into, like an altercation with him, like, oh, <laughs> like oh no no physical stuff, but some yelling going back yeah. and forth, and I'm. <laughs> I'm just picturing him picking there's, up his bass and just about to whack a fucking FBI agent with it. There's, there's pictures of the altercation I have somewhere, so I haven't seen them in a while, but black and white pictures of that, the after prom party, Unionville High School, 1997 or 8. That's so, punk rock as hell. That's beautiful. Yeah, so, but yeah, we did shows like the VFW and the Legion mm-hmm. Hall and stuff like that, so... Now, were you on primarily like doing the booking and stuff? Yeah, or? yeah. I mean, we just I, I can't. I mean, these Legion halls and like I'm literally like sixteen, seventeen, renting out these places, just getting together with the band, like for like I don't know how much they cost, a hundred, three hundred dollars, somewhere in there. Yeah. But uh, renting out these halls and just getting bands in, so to play these things, and they had a PA system and everything, and. So yeah, and and, the, and that's and that's and that's why I was able to kind of assume being like, and I'm guessing you were the one doing the booking because that has been a <laughs> consistent thread among every musician I've spoken to huh. that has been able to consistently stay above it has been they were the ones kind of going about it, going, oh, I'm going to book shows, yeah. I'm going to do this. There's a certain drive that musicians like you, I, Cap, and a whole bunch of others that we get on the show really share that kind of keeps us from really falling off eventually mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. like it, it's like we may try to stop but we gotta yeah. keep going we gotta <laughs> keep going i hate it but <laughs> that's how you keep going <laughs> i feel you i feel you so but no i love that and i especially love hearing the fact like you know at 16 17 just renting out these halls and you yeah. know just getting it done like that yeah. trying to think of probably what was probably the weirdest place you've ever played like that <laughs> I guess it, the weirdest place we ever played was, um, so we were based outside of Philadelphia at a little area called Kennett Square that had like Westchester scene. Like uh, you guys talked about Jackass, like mm-hmm. the, that whole CKY um, you yeah. know, came from that area. Okay. But um, we did, and I have no idea how, I didn't book this show. We did like an outdoor like festival kind of thing, like in the afternoon in Elkton, Maryland, mm-hmm. and which is like, I don't know. I, I think it's below the Mason-Dixon line, and you can tell because uh, we literally pull up. It's a house. There's a Confederate flag hanging up in the in the window, and we Woo! go. Yeah, we go out back, and there's there's a uh, a uh, plywood like stage. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, we got on there. We played. I don't know how long. We ran through our set as fast as we could and got out of there. But I remember there was a band before us called Flower no, Soup. They ain't no Garth Brooks. <laughs> Flower Soup. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> they had a keyboard player. It was this dude wearing a dress, and at one point he pulled up his dress and he just had like saran wrap. Like, <laughs> like a, yeah, I have no idea what was well, going at on. At least he won't pack his just neat. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like some goat in your mom's shit. Remember that group? <laughs> Uh, that's that's probably the wildest one we had to open up for yeah. was that was that group. Well, I was gonna say that uh, that was probably the wildest group, but uh, like venue wise, like what well, was maybe the weirdest venue you've ever played? Ooh, probably probably the fraternity party basement. Fraternity party basement. Yeah, that's pretty. That's uh, that's pretty vanilla though. Uh, yeah, Nihil did one of those as well at Westchester University. Nice. So, yeah, frat house basement. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know, just that's just no, that's just a couple of kegs and shit like that. Yeah, and just like and the know. frat would just charge like five bucks at the door and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you live yeah. with a shit ton of money and a lot of free beer. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, outside of like just really weird setup house shows, probably the weirdest one for me in Roanoke, Virginia. It wasn't open for long, like maybe four months. Mm-hmm. There was a new venue that opened up where an old uh, laundromat used to be, but it was like one of those big laundromats, like were like really fucking big, and like enough for them to like gut out the middle. They kept all the washers and dryers still cool. on the side of the walls, yeah. Yeah. but like in the back they set up the stage, yeah. and so it was like it was that was very odd, like playing in what a was laundromat. The I've been thinking about it this entire time, and I genuinely can't remember because it was around for so short. Yeah. It, it, I don't think it was even anything that clever. I think it was like the so-and-so laundry or oh, something like that. That kind of reminds me of uh, Puckett's Farm Equipment. Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. It's such just yeah. a legitimate farm equipment yeah. store that they have just a stage uh, set up the uh, on the one side of the bar. Have you ever played there? No, but I've yeah. seen a buddy of mine play over there. Uh, somebody I used to hang out with in Knoxville, he came through and played over there. Oh, and I was cool. like, oh, shit, I'll go check yeah. that out. And Fifth on the Floor was headlining, and that's one of those, uh, I hate to use the term Americana, but that's mm. the easiest way to describe it, one of those bands. Yeah, that makes sense, though. Yeah, I just hate labels like that shit. Yeah. Well, Paul, I mean, you were saying uh, that all that was based out of Philly and stuff. What, what eventually led you all the way down to Charlotte here? So I went to school down here, actually, because Wingate University – had a um, hey, uh, Mikey's old school. Yeah, had a yeah. music program. Mm-hmm. So I went there, did the music program for a couple of years, which was fucking rough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up switching over to communications before before the end of it. But um, but then ended up getting a job for a band and going out on the road. Yeah, yeah. and did that for a couple of years, and then uh, came back down here in 2006 to finish up school because I I left my senior year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but. Uh, but yeah, came down here, wasn't planning on sticking around, was just going to finish up school, didn't go back right away, because mm-hmm. um, Wingate was, yeah, ridiculous as far as, I mean, it was expensive when I went there originally, and, and yeah, in the early, or the, the this was 2006 when I came back. Yeah, so, okay. But um, but yeah, ended up finishing up, but I met a, met a girl, and... She's a native charlatan and got married, had a couple kids, and now I'm here. So, <laughs> it's amazing yeah. just how one little thing like that, and you're just like, well, I, I guess I'll stick around. <laughs> this, this is pretty high. No, and I, I love it down here. I mean, it was it was part of the reason I came down here to to begin with, and um, yeah, I just I like the Charlotte area. I like I like the South to begin with. Oh so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was talking with a friend of mine the other day about how like uh, so people shit on the South, but there's a lot of fucking great things about so it. So many good things. So so many great cities too. So oh yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny too. It's like 
I've always had an affection for Charlotte. It's like as soon as I was able to, I was able to move right back here, and I did. Yeah. And it's like even within the last few years, kind of traveling around a bit more, I was like, well, you know, maybe if I moved out closer to Asheville, kind of set me in the middle of like Charlotte and sure. Atlanta, make it kind of easier. And then yeah. even some bits where I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll just move to Atlanta. Coming up to Charlotte ain't that hard, mm-hmm. you know, this, that, and the other. But it's like. Honestly, Charlotte is just an easier town to live in. Like that, I've been able to notice it's still expensive, yeah, and there's not a lot to do, yeah. But it's almost an easier town out of almost anywhere I've seen. Like even hanging out in Nashville area, mm-hmm. you know, and like Marietta, which is right outside Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, Atlanta, yep. you know, things like that. It's like Charlotte still feels like a nice small big city. Totally, yeah. And there's a lot of cities like that mm-hmm. down. I mean, like you'd mentioned Asheville and like Greenville, mm-hmm, um, South mm-hmm. Carolina. I was really, I mean, I went there a couple of years ago. Spartanburg was really nice. is starting to yeah. boom up. Yeah. So Knoxville's, Savannah, and of course, yeah. Yeah, Knoxville's just kind yeah. of a big small town too. Yep. Yeah. So I Athens. I mean, there's so many great cities around here. But, college um, towns and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and especially after kind of being out near the Midwest, yeah, the South is where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've traveled all over the country and, yeah. and parts of Canada and stuff, and yeah, I just some as I said, some of my favorite cities are down here. So Charlotte's and, a good little spot to go. Uh, go to some destination spots too. Like, say, if you want to go to Nashville, you can drive to Nashville from Charlotte pretty easy. At least sure. I can. Yeah, and you got you know like Knoxville, Asheville, Atlanta, Athens. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty of places you can go to if you want to get the fuck out of Charlotte for a little bit. And that was the cool thing about growing up outside of Philadelphia is because you're, like, two hours from New York. You're two hours from Washington, D.C. You're not far from the beach. You can go up to the the Poconos and the mountains of, of, you know, Pennsylvania and stuff like that. So it's nothing like the the Appalachians down here. Yeah. But, um, And honestly, man, I loved Philly when I went. I went up uh, when I was actually on that uh, Crust Punk tour. Yeah. Uh, So we stayed there for, like, three days because we just kind of had, like, surrounding dates but we just stayed yeah. in a squad house that was like in downtown philly gotcha and and honestly man i love the city it, yeah. it, it was nice because it wasn't entirely gentrified mm-hmm. it's like it was still nice and checkerboard it's like there was a really nice building and then a rundown building it wasn't like a huge <laughs> pocket of super nice sure. and then like a real bit it was like it felt like a real city there one it's like it wasn't that's the one thing i don't care about with charlotte charlotte likes to tear down old buildings and put mm-hmm. up new ones it felt like Philly didn't do that, and that's what still made it feel like an old. They need to. Go- With some of the yeah. <laughs> it's also big enough to where they could. Yeah, sure, sure. No, but it's like you know, Charlotte is still building up like brand new things. But it's like at least when I was there in Philly, it just it still felt like a real city. Yeah. To that point, yeah. where it's like it, not everything had been polished up entirely. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up about forty-five minutes uh, southeast or southwest, excuse me, of uh, of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, another reason you had mentioned it kind of briefly. Another reason that kind of brought me down here. Well, I lived in Philadelphia for a couple of years in South Philadelphia before moving down here. But it was the cost of living? Yeah, it was just especially in two thousand six. It was it yeah. was still cheap to live. I mean, I lived right at CPCC. Those crappy apartments yep. that are probably still there across from there. Um, so it was it was like six hundred six hundred twenty five a month or something like mm-hmm. that. So couldn't and, do that now. I wonder how much that costs now. <laughs> oh, I, I actually I've looked like in the past maybe four or five years or close to like eight and yeah. a grand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I was, that was way less than I. I was thinking double yeah. <laughs> that, and then half of the yeah, time true. you can't even get in because you have to be part of the college. Yeah, yeah. They just sell it as a dorm. Mm-hmm. But I find funny you came down here in 2006. 06, uh Well, actually, the beginning of 2007 was the year that I left, okay. <laughs> and that's when mom, uh, my stepdad, and I we all moved out to Roanoke, Virginia. So okay. it's like basically as soon as you came to town, I was gone. <laughs> so it's like I I completely missed any origin story yeah. for you here. 
here. So like, yeah. so like, what was Sunday Boxing basically the first thing really that kicked off, or were you in a few other bands in no, town first? I didn't play like any any solid bands. Um, I played with a couple different people um, just through that I met through you know random people. So, um, but nothing solid. There was one group that was like a kind of like a southern rock jammy kind of yeah. band. Um, Kentucky Gun Club is what they're called. So, All right, Kentucky Gun uh, Club. Not to be confused with Gun Club, which is a great band. Oh yeah. But um, uh, and then there was a guy named um Ryan Westbrook. I don't okay. know if you knew him at all. I, Mike knew him. He, he'd been the scene for a little bit. But we did like an alt country kind of thing. Um, with uh, Featherstone was in there for a, a little while. Oh okay. Um, but he ended up leaving the band. We recorded some stuff. Um, but nothing. I, they ended up turning into a band called Blackwater Redemption. Okay. But um, there's a lot of Blackwater bands here yeah, in town. Yes, there are. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think he ended up moving to Texas. So, um, but I was already out of that band at that point. And then, yeah, met through um, what's the name of the site? Craigslist. No, it wasn't <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> It was one of those musician like reverb nation. No, oh, musician, oh, oh, whatever oh. the musician meet thing yeah, was. Yeah, like one of those types of of. Did it have a van in the name? I can't remember what it was called. Peter would probably. But that's how I met Peter. I know what you're talking for, about. Uh, it's it's slightly ringing a bell too. Yeah. Fuck. Oh. But I don't think we because we got together at someone else's house that was like this guy that's probably our age now or not older at the time. So this was probably 2011 early 2011 because yeah i had just gotten engaged and uh or was getting ready to get married but yeah met peter at this guy's house that was we just jammed once like did some covers you know zeppelin ramones like that kind of stuff but uh eventually someone ended, ended up mentioning fugazi either myself or peter and we were like dude we gotta get together and jam more hell yeah, yeah. Uh, You're like, yeah. who the fuck knows who fugazi is <laughs> yeah, <shit> exactly like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that's kind of how that started. So, but we went through a couple different guitar players. We practiced at Nota Studios for a while, um, but then somewhere I can't remember if it was like late 2015 or maybe 2014. Um, Drea from Farewell Albatross okay had, mm -hmm. had hit me up asking me if I wanted to play drums. But this was before Farewell Albatross had kind of solidified, right? And Richard, uh, our guitar player for Sunday Boxing, was was playing guitar for for them. So um, we were just doing some covers and stuff like that. As I said, we weren't we they they weren't writing their original stuff yet. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I ended up hitting up uh, Richard one night when we were out, and I was just like, hey, you know, would you want to go play some original tunes or whatever? Because we had I was already working with uh, with Peter at the you know, previous years, like four years before that. But yeah, yeah, it was on and off. As I said, I got married, I had a kid the next year. And oh like, yeah, I mean, you had priorities. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was always on and off. From uh, from 2011, and then finally in 2015, when we got Richard, it kind of solidified a little bit more. Um, yeah, so, so, so yeah, that's where it comes from. Well, it sounds like uh, based on like stuff I've heard from Sunday Boxing and uh, your love for uh, groups like Fugazi and things like that, there's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, that era of like you know punk rock and SST with uh, y'all's music yeah. in y'all in your DNA. Yeah, like SST. I mean, and and. I've just been on a huge Screaming Trees kick recently. Um, Ooh, Mark Lanigan. Yeah, totally. And like, I didn't real, I didn't really get into their SST stuff till like in the last few years. I didn't realize they had any. Yeah, SST yeah, they were stuff. on that label first. So I didn't know that. Let me yeah. check that out. Because <laughs> um, the only album I was obviously really ever into coming up in like '92 was Sweet Oblivion when that came out, and that had nearly lost you on it. It was on the single soundtrack. Yeah, that was the hit, the hit record or Dude, whatever. Yeah, Peter and I always argue it's the greatest soundtrack of all time. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, but, uh, but yeah. Like, um, what year would, would that have come out? Which, the SST stuff for Screaming Trees or, or like, Sweet like, Oblivion? Probably like late 80s, right? For the SST yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yep. Because uh, I think they... I wanted, yeah, they ended up on a major label, I think, in 91 or something, even before Nirvana broke. Yeah, Epic, according to this. Yes, yeah, Epic, yeah. They released one record, and then they released Sweet Bolivian, and that was the one that really broke them. But I've been listening to a lot of their last record, um, which is called Dust, that came out in 96, which was the follow-up to their hit or whatever, and it's really, really good. I've really been digging it, and I never never gave it a shot in, like, 96, because by that point, I'm like, fucking punk rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it took them a while. Like, I read Lanigan's uh, memoir, uh, it's called uh, Sing Backwards and Weep. And uh, yeah, there was just a big... Very Tom Waits. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's a great it's a great read. But yeah, there was a big gap there. Like, in, you know, I said they were trying to get out that next record like kind of pretty quick. And then it just went, you know, 92, 93, 94, 90, you know, 5, 96 when they finally released it. And um, at that point, I guess... So much know. happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about waiting on the label to do the work for you. Yeah. But apparently, Lanigan had kind of lost interest and stuff and was kind of dragging his feet. So apparently, they recorded it and then they had to record it again. So it was. But, yeah, they did the. Uh, I like his stuff he did with Queens of the Stone Age. Hell yes. So, and I, that's that's the thing. When uh, when Dust came out, uh, Josh ended up joining Screaming Trees. Oh, no shit. And yeah, he was their touring guitar player. So. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Like, I've been going back and watching like YouTube stuff mm-hmm. and you can correspond it with, with stuff that Lanigan talks about in the book like how strung out I mean he was strung out on fucking heroin yeah. uh, especially in Europe and you can watch some of these clips from these European shows that they played he looks like a walking corpse, corpse. Damn. but yeah there's Josh back there with like t-shirt tucked into jeans <laughs> like rocking out playing rhythm guitar so I've been trying to get yeah. a little bit more into Queens of the Stone Age that, mm-hmm. that's been a band that has kind of always been in my peripheral yeah. and like every time I like touch them yeah. I'm just like oh this is pretty cool but like I've yet Great to band. actually do like yeah. the dive sure. in if that makes any sense they're awesome so yeah. and, the, and Lanigan was only on like a third of the stuff from like exactly. a short span mm-hmm. I think he ended up getting kicked out of the band or left or I don't know what happened there he doesn't talk about it in the book at all that, that's the thing I know more about Queens of the Stone Age drama than I do about the band because <laughs> yeah. I'm a Dwarves fan okay. so yeah, I know yeah. about Blag and Oliveri mm-hmm. and Hame yeah. and all their big beef because Blag does the hey this is Kip Casper you're listening Yes, the, you know, yep, on, yep, on yep. music for the dead. Yep, so yep, it's like he's yep. got all that. Then he's got his diss track on the Dwarves record mm-hmm. Massacre, where he's like, "This song goes out to Queens of the Trust Fund. <laughs> you slept on my floor. Now I'm sleeping through your motherfucking records." <laughs> <laughs> I love all the records, so especially uh, not the last one, but the one before it, like Clockwork. Like Clockwork, fucking rules, dude. Such a good record. So. Like Songs for the Deaf is really good. Yeah, if I have like a gateway albums for probably songs to the death yeah, and no uh and uh like clockwork yep. those have like the best like top to bottom yep you know, tracks. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. check out Clockworks. I've listened to Songs for the Deaf a few times because yeah. the two radio hits that are on that one. Sure. So that's kept me engaged in that one. But I'll have to listen to that one some. What what was the one that had like the uh almost like a vampire album cover? Oh, that's the newest one, Villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard that one was also really good. Villains it's, it's kinda it's like a little poppier almost. Yeah, they got yeah. a uh, I might like it. Yeah, it's good. No, it's good. <laughs> I've been yeah. on a popish kick yeah. in the past year. They had the guy that makes uh, the Bruno Mars records produce this oh, one. Oh, really? really? I didn't know that. So that okay. kind of has like, you know, uh a bigger pop sound to it but uh there's still like plenty of you know weird guitar sounds yeah. and things like that on it yeah. too they do the whole thing like uh say when we uh when uh, dan has a uh, bands come to record in his studio they use those sears amps yeah yeah that, yeah the silver uh, like, tones yeah like on the queen's records uh they have like fucking ampeg svts that they plug guitars into and shit like that and yeah. they're like 
record drums separate from the cymbals and shit like that. Yeah, he was telling me about that. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I saw a Hard Times like headline the other day. Um, God, it was something like new research or something shows every Queens of the Stone Age album to be a concept album and like that concept is taking drugs in the desert <laughs> <laughs> no doubt yeah. yes. it wasn't that long of a headline but it was something along that line so it made me laugh I was like yeah that makes sense so I mean <laughs> if you're gonna record in the desert <laughs> especially those little like shacks that they record in too yeah. it's like they have, it's always like somebody's house studio yeah but it's always like you know a desert shack yeah and it's yeah. that uh, guitar player that's in uh, Eagles of Death Metal, yep. the bald dude with the sunglasses, yep. and he's yeah. just got like cantina shit everywhere, yeah. and so you're just drinking tequila and just dropping peyote and I just wonder if they have any, I wonder if they have any members that are still, like have been, besides Josh, that have been like a permanent member. I'd have to go back and look. I, yeah, yeah, I think it's just been him, and yeah. uh, the, I think the longest running member has been the uh, second guitar player, Troy, Yeah, and even then, he joined after, just to be a second guitar player after Songs for the Deaf. Yeah. But yeah, their drummer now is sick. Oh yeah, um, he's mm-hmm. the, the guy from Mars. Uh, Mars, Mars Volta. Volta. Yeah, uh, what is his John, name? John yes. Theodore. I think. Yes. Yep, that's exactly it. Thank he, you. Yeah, you can't be a slouch and yeah. play uh, drums for that band. God, he is really, really good. So. What y'all think of the uh, Hame Iggy Pop record? There's some moments on it that I liked. Yeah, I only listened to it a couple times. Mm, same, but um, it didn't grab me. It's like no. I wanted. To, I listened to it. and It's like I love Iggy's voice on. I love when he does that baritone stuff. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, but it's like the songs didn't like catch me to the point where it's like I was catching myself humming a melody sure. or something throughout the day. Yeah, at that point I'm just like if I want to listen to Iggy, I'll listen to Iggy. If I want to listen to Queens of the Stone Age, I'll listen to you know, Queens of the Stone Age. They're, so. they're kind of going for that uh, Bowie era vibe of Iggy yeah. here and there too with the idiot and uh, what, what was the other one? Lust for Life. They're kind of trying yeah. to do that a little bit. A little and that's what I was kind of hoping for because I, I dug that era of Iggy a lot. Yeah. And, it's, and of course because I like Bowie too. So it's like I was kind of hoping that was going to hit me a little bit more than it did. It's like a little less Berlin, uh, less Berlin Lynn Iggy and more uh, drugs in the desert Iggy. <laughs> Vulture, whatever that fucking track was. That one sucked. <laughs> I hear a lot of uh, Minute but uh, I was going to say, uh, I hear a lot of uh, Minutemen in your uh, music too. Yeah, yeah, we definitely like Minutemen. Um, you know, and then like going on to Firehose, like we do a cover of, uh, of Brave Captain by them. Nice. Yeah, so Mike Watt and all that stuff. And nice. That um, is a monster of a player too. Dude. dude. Yeah, no joke. So one of the best, one of the best that's ever been. So his, as far inter- as I'm concerned, he always seems like he's loopy as hell on interviews. Though. Yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot of interviews with him. So. He, he talks like an old jazz guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> and how well, is that, Cap? <laughs> See these cats, man. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. You know they mean? Like they just kind of like just ri- they just wreck shit up, man. <laughs> okay. He's been doing it for now, so long. Yeah. Now I know sense. what you mean. For a second, yeah. I was genuinely confused. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? <laughs> now I know exactly. Exactly what you're talking Smoking about. Smoking jazz cigarettes and, <laughs> yep. yeah. and playing his fucking bass. Yeah, he's so good. So, yeah, I, um, I remember in, um, I guess it was like 95-ish, he came out with a solo record. I, yeah. That had like all those different players on it, but like Dave Grohl was on it. And he did a tour um, with Dave Grohl on drums and Eddie Vedder on guitar. Yeah, and, and then uh, the Foo Fighters, he brought brought out the Foo Fighters to kind of, you know, be their uh, opener or yep. whatever. And Eddie Vedder's other band, Hovercraft, was like another, was an opener. So he like agreed to have them on the tour if they played, you know, they were his band. So it was yeah. Dave Grohl and Eddie Vedder and Mike Watt. And that, re- <laughs> that record has some, some moments, so. Yeah, it does. It's not yeah. great, but it's like, what's that lead single that, 
on it that was like that uh, had that big little train, that big train, big train. Yeah. <laughs> Come on on and ride the big train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I missed that. <laughs> I, it's called Ball Tug and that. something. I can't remember the name of the record, but it's a, it's a it's got its moments. So <laughs> that's one of those. We're just gonna go out and have fun. <laughs> Records and tours. <laughs> but yeah, Minutemen, Firehose, definitely two great bands. So oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, Sunday Boston did wind up just getting those handful of new singles released, like Moxie and such. Yeah. Uh, uh, was there a physical done for that? No, we didn't end up doing a physical. We kept talking about like just pressing some CDs, but yeah. this we we actually released it um, be a year ago in September. But we did the singles over mm-hmm. last summer, right? And um, yeah, we talked about doing some physical copies, but at that point, like we weren't planning any shows or anything, so yeah. we we're like, yeah, well, let's just release it as an EP and yeah, put it up online. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure that you guys have already been in the process of writing and kind of formulating some new stuff. Yeah, definitely. We'll play a couple new songs on Saturday. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so they're they're different. I was, I was telling Kath uh, that Richard was like, we're playing a punk rock show on Saturday, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, we don't have any punk rock tunes. <laughs> yeah, so It's kind but, of been our problem, too. It's like, yeah. all right, we got to dig through and uh, find our punk rocks, yeah. our inner punk rocks again. You guys are going to play uh, the latest single, though, right? Oh yeah, we'll have right, to. Good, 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 good. <laughs> I love it. So, well, it's good too. Yeah. Hey, but thank no, also the same thing. It's like because because again, we also kind of like did the thing that we don't like doing. But hey, both venues are fine with it. Oddly enough, but uh, doing that like, sure. shows so close back to back. So yeah. we were just like, okay, DJ is talented enough. Let's do like completely separate sets. So yeah. it's like, yeah. So that's basically what we did. We just kind of reviewed everything and was like, we hadn't done this in a minute. This is pretty hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of yeah. stuff. And then it's like stripping all of that for like the next week and it being like a lot more groove centric and sure. stuff like that. So no, it's, we kind of did the same thing. That's odd. We are yeah. kicking it off with a song we hadn't played in forever though. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah, like, That's uh, cool. It's going to be like opening up for a wrestling show again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a lot too. of fun. Uh, because like I said, I, I really hate that I missed you guys' first show back, you know, for a few weeks ago, but it's like, yeah. I'm glad we're at least going to be able to catch this one. Well, that was more of like an alt rock like centric set for us too. We, yeah. Uh, we, we I was going to say, you kind of felt at home too with Wilma playing their uh, sound garden. Uh, uh, totally dude. Like, I, I mean, we don't, I don't feel like Sunday boxing like necessarily is in, in that ballpark, so to speak. But I, I mean, I love that stuff. So well, the reason I really like Sunday boxing is you don't really, and I say this in a positive way, you don't fit in any ballpark. That's yeah, that's awesome. I mean, we just, we just like playing what we like. Exactly. So, yep. And yeah. that's one of the reasons like to me, like you guys, Van Huskins and a few others kind of do step above the rest and be like kind of my favorite local bands because you know, you put like us self-made monsters and Sunday boxing on a show. Mm-hmm. Every band is going to sound different. Yet yeah. We all work together exactly. pretty well. It's not like every band wants to sound like baka, 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 sure. all night long. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. There's some of those great bands, but I have been to way too many shows where all four bands are all night long and i'm just like "Ah, it's a little stressful yeah it does monotonous exactly and it's like if there's one band like that fantastic let's have the next band be like you know you know a little bit more groovy or something you know that still kind of fits in with it but like yeah i i don't know maybe i'm just i'm getting too old (laughs) but it's like i can't take that blaring shit all the time and it's not even the loudness i can handle the loudness sure it's just the ferocity of just that fast-paced drum like that i can't i totally get it and that's what was so fun about this show that we did with wilma because i said there was a band out of new york called out of color they're like more like a pop rock alternative type band 
and then uh, Inkswell was more on the punk side, but they did a uh, they did a Doors cover. Um, we ended up doing a Fiona Apple cover. Ooh, so, nice. <laughs> yeah. So we will be playing that at Tommy's. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> was a criminal. No, it was, uh, it was off that record, though, off a of title. It was, I think it's the next track off of it called Sullen Girl. Okay. So um, it's a really, really beautiful song. and. We I'll try to, to we try to, to check it out. It. Do I have well, to be in a mood? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it'll, or it'll make you sad. Yeah. So, it's oh, called God. Sullen Girl. Yeah. So, um, it's like goddamn it, Fiona. Get your shit together. <laughs> she was probably what? Like I don't even know how old she probably was like when that record came 14 out. Fourteen so. or whatever. Hang on a second. Yeah, she was young as hell when that record came <laughs> Hold out. Hold up. A but minute. she. I mean, that record is is unbelievable. The latest record that she came out with uh, last year was was interesting as well. Mm-hmm. So, but um. But yeah, I don't think we'll bust that one out of Tommy. So. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I want to hear it. Oh, jeez. Oh, dude, if, if we had a random ass cover like that, we knew. It was like, oh, we totally busted down. Uh, it's like, it'll, it's it'll, like I promised DJ we're not going to play Strutter anymore, yeah. so we won't. that won't be part of it. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know tune, what though. it is, but it's like, he, he doesn't like Kiss, but he's like, yeah. if we're going to play a Kiss song, can we like just not play Strutter? <laughs> I'm like, really? I said, Which we one does he want to do? I don't want to say on the mic, I'll tell you later. Right, but right, no, no, it's like, but it's like he, he told us which one and i'm like really that one he's yeah. like dude i love that song love out of any John. kiss song i like that one <laughs> and i'm like ah. it's like i went back home and i was like i really gave it a new listen with different oh, yeah. ears oh, and yeah. i'm like you know what yeah. fuck it yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll see but no so it's like we, we won't even have strutter as a random yeah. ass cover well ooh, we we do have one that we busted out the rim Oh yeah, that's right. In the middle of drinking again, yeah. So, so I don't know that there might be a pretty fun. I'll tell All you right. off, Mike. But, but, but there'll be there'll be a fun. They might have mentioned on the Discord if I if I'm mm-hmm. thinking correctly. One of the best <laughs> driving songs of all time. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll at least have that. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll we'll bring a little bit of groove outside of the uh, super hard. Well, going shit. back to Firehose, we should maybe bust out our Brave Captain uh, cover because we haven't done. Well, oh, that'd be ever, so we cool. We haven't rehearsed that in a while, but. I'll see if they want to maybe throw it in the set. Who like, rehearses? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know we've been talking a lot about Tommy's, but uh, something else I kind of like talking uh, with people kind of yeah. coming in here, especially since you weren't kind of born here. Yeah. Do you remember your first time going to the Milestone? Gosh, that's a good question, man. I really don't. Yeah. Maybe Valiant Thor. Oh, wow. That, that would have been a show. <laughs> so, because I remember the first time I saw them, I was actually working on the 2005 Warp Tour. Oh, shit. What were they, you doing? I was doing merch and like just road work. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sitting here going, like, what are you doing? Because it's like, that's literally what I've been doing for bands yeah, off say. and on. I'm just like, badass. That's great. Yeah. So, and they were on that 2005 tour. And I remember, I remember when I first saw them. I'm literally, there's no one watching them. I think it was somewhere in Ohio. It was either, I think it was Cincinnati, not Cleveland. And I'm bringing like a, a hand truck of shit over gravel and all that shit. Yeah. And I look up and you know, I hear this fucking rock and roll band. And I look up and these two guys are just throwing their guitars back and forth and shit, like <laughs> oh, catching them playing riffs. And I'm like, what is this? I literally just set everything down and just watch the rest of the set. <laughs> and then I would try to catch them every day after that. They're just and like then, uh, Valiant Thor times a hundred, aren't they? Or uh, MC Five times a hundred. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what yeah, I meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, yeah, they were just awesome. The dude with the beard and he was just really captivating too. Especially when they we were playing at amphitheaters and they would actually get like in the amphitheater and like mm. getting, I could yeah the milestone show was was awesome too just because as I said their their interaction just getting the crowd involved and mm-hmm. getting, like, duck down and all that stuff and he would 
he'd have sweat through his shirt, he'd pull up his shirt and wring it on his face and stuff like that, and just that huge beard. It was just, yeah, it was so rock and roll. But they were on that warp tour, and that was that might have been the first show I saw at the Milestone. But I don't remember who it was with. I was gonna say that's a good christening, though. I was gonna yeah. say I'm not yeah, the really. biggest fan of Valiant Thor, but Tony is. So okay. it's like Tony has got like really show me the road. Yeah. So it's like seeing what that band is and knowing that's like maybe one of the first shows you saw. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't that, think that would have been perfect. I don't think I've ever listened to one of their recorded tracks. That's so, the thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. I think live I would have a completely yeah. different impersonation or yeah. impression of them. Recorded, they sound a little too like 80s hair metal. Sure. And at least at that time being the super hardcore punk rocker that only <laughs> listens to the germs of Gigi Atlas, yeah. that was like a little bit too polished for gotcha. me. I might like it a little bit more now. Yeah. But no, I just but no, I do know that they put on a hell of a show. That was the one thing I do remember watching is Tony was showing me videos and shit. I'm like, oh yeah. my god. God, yeah. Them and Airborne. If you've okay, ever seen Airborne do shows, no. it's like those guys are I just. I feel like I could see their logo in my head, though. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like the A and the E at the yep. end or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, th- those guys are wild men on stage, too. They're like, they are running all around. They got yeah. wireless on. They're like going up the fucking truss rods, running yeah. up to the crowd. Yeah, that was the go up on top of the, you know, the PAs and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah, they were they were awesome. So, but um, but saw, yeah, that might have been the first. I saw Bank Thor play at Snug Harbor, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, this was years ago now. I have I got a copy of their vinyl from upstairs and uh yeah like you were talking about mm-hmm. doesn't sound like uh what their what their live show looks They're like from or anything North like carolina that. aren't they i think or, so yeah. i think from, like, from the area at least yeah. yeah okay one of the w cities either the winston okay. salem or uh, wilmington gotcha. or, i definitely want to catch them live yeah because like i said i Are feel like live I think, I think so. Yeah. Let me double check that. <laughs> 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 and I'd like immediately look at each other like, I think. I, I don't know. As I said, this is, yeah, 15 years ago. But no, so. if they're still going, I, I definitely would like to catch them live because yeah. that looks like a hell of a live show yeah. and I'm always down for just a fun show. Yeah. And, and this is prime example how a band can completely turn me around live. Um, I may have mentioned on the show before, but speaking of Warp Tour, I went to one Warp Tour only because I got free tickets. Uh-huh. Uh, and... There was literally no band playing that day I was interested in. Yeah. I just went with some friends because they wanted to play. And But my buddy Owen wanted to see Real Big Fish. Okay. I couldn't give two shits about Real Big Fish. Neither could I. Dude, three songs in, I was jumping up and down, yeah, yeah. having fun with them. Sure. They were doing the, you know, put your arms up, do this, yeah. you know, this side, do this, this side, do that. And everyone yeah. jump, jump yeah. down. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is a fucking fun show. <laughs> yeah. So it's like even someone that could not give a fuck about Scott at yeah. all is all of a sudden sitting here going like, I like this band live. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Real Big Fish too, and I had the exact same uh, reaction. It's like when they're one of the top 15 most fun live yeah. shows I've ever been to and I don't listen to Real Big Fish yeah. ever or Ska or anything yeah. like that but they put on one hell of a fucking I guess show it, it just goes with Ska band sometimes or that, that Ska adjacent like one of the best shows I ever saw was the first show I saw in, in a club in Philadelphia that shaped my my entire adolescence but mm-hmm. was uh, Fishbone okay. oh so, okay Fishbone yeah, was like the one 95 or something yeah. like that and just God, they were just so awesome but um, there was something else I was going to say about the whole Ska thing though why are you thinking about that? Yeah. Valiant Thor actually just put out a new record no as shit. of July 29th. Hey! <laughs> Check out this uh, description of them too. Valiant Thor is an American Southern rock heavy metal band from Venus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're from a different planet. Yeah, the lead singer would definitely go into that. I'm sure he has some different planetary name. Um, uh, let me see. They have the band ne- members' names. There's Eldon Thor, uh, Sadat Thor. <laughs> I see where they're going. Uh, Lucian Thor <laughs> and 
Dr. Professor Nightwolf Strangies. Hell yeah. He's a doctor <laughs> and a professor. <laughs> from it's Venus. Strange. Yes, that's right. Oh, fuck. Yeah, just fun. That's just fun. So, so yeah, I'm going to check out that new album. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you kind of mentioned it some, and I completely didn't even like think to mention it, mainly because I'm just so like local-centric. Like, What was your experience in the Philly music scene, kind of like going out to shows and all that? Like, how What was that like? Yeah, as I said, there was... Um, well, I mean, we had like a, a like a local scene. As I said, we were in the suburbs, so Westchester. Yeah, yeah. I know I keep saying Philly, but it's, sure, like, sure. it's, it's but kind like, of like if people live in Monroe, they still say totally, Charlotte. Totally, <laughs> but there was a scene in Westchester, which mm-hmm. was the suburbs, and as uh, there was Creep Records. They're still around. I don't know if they're releasing... Maybe they're still releasing material, but they have their own record store in Philadelphia now, and they had one in Westchester. I don't know if the one in Westchester is still there. But they had a bunch of different bands. There was a band called Plow, which was probably or Plow United. They were probably the biggest like pop punk band out, out of that era. Okay. And in that area. Um, but then you have the Trocadero in Philly and they had like all like the, the awesome, and it was a pretty big capacity. I want to say maybe 800, something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. and it was old theater. It used to be like a movie house, a burlesque, you know, a house, all sorts of stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, the like bouncing souls were, were, that was yeah. like kind of their home away from home. Got it. Got they it. They were from Jersey. Um, another band from that area in New Brunswick, New Jersey was Lifetime. Okay. Um, who I absolutely still love, and they they've kicked around some stuff, some newer stuff every now and then. But um, Bouncy Soul is still around and kicking. That was actually mm-hmm. the last big show I saw before uh, the pandemic. It was at uh, Amos's with oh, them, wow. their thirtieth anniversary. So, wow, yeah. I'm, was it super packed too? Or yeah, it was it was a good crowd. So say like Bouncy Souls are kind of one of those like legacy bands. It's kind of like the Dickies where they'll just like draw everywhere. Yep, yeah, they totally. I mean, I've seen and I've seen them a bunch of different places too, but. Um, I remember seeing with no effects down in Florida and um, no, that's a yeah, that's a bill. No effects and uh, bouncing souls. Yeah, that's yeah. What, those are two audiences that blend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was in Florida at that too. <laughs> so, and, but, uh, uh, Janice Landing. Well, I saw Guar there too. But, oh uh, wow! Yeah, so that was the one and only time I saw Guar, and that was like '95, and that was like during Ooh. the like after the OJ stuff. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, they cut OJ's face off, and yeah, it was, it was good I was gonna stuff. say that. Yeah, they were rip roaring and ready to go by that point. <laughs> We've got. So much material. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! But yeah. So anyway, the local scene and uh, yeah, it was really good in Philadelphia. As I said, the truck had all these great bands. My mm-hmm. brother was going to the shows there before I could get get to the shows. Unfortunately, my parents wouldn't let me go in them. But yeah, he's about three and a half years older. But he saw like Tool there and uh, Failure, who I still really enjoy. They're still coming out with new records. But I haven't um, checked out. I haven't heard of Failure. Yeah, they've been around, as I said, for quite some time. But they have, like, I think their sixth studio record that they're working on right now. Uh, Ken Andrews, he does, like, a bunch of production work. Mm-hmm. Um, they played at um, at um, Neighborhood a few years ago with Hum. Okay. I'm familiar with them at all. They had that uh, that song, Stars. It was a really big hit in the mid-'90s. But, I'll have to listen um, to that again. Yeah. See if it, like, rings any bells. Well, as I said, I, I'm such a mid-'90s kid as far as music's concerned. I was going to say, you but... name-dropped Tool and everything, too. That's, like, so <laughs> mid-'90s as well. We're, like, hum and failure in that ballpark, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tool, I mean, excuse me, failure definitely was. They're just, like, really precise. Um, it was it was funny because they're, they're actually coming out with a track on a, on a Fugazi uh, compilation, like, tribute record, and they did Waiting Room, and I heard it. It was on, I don't know what the compilation's coming on, but it was on some... European website so I couldn't read what it was talking about but they did a waiting room and I was telling Peter about it he's like is it just really really precise and I'm like yeah, it's a really precise waiting room it's like <laughs> really yeah it's but like, it's, it's can interesting it, can waiting so, room be precise yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paramore actually did a failure cover um, off of their album Fantastic Planet but um, can't remember what it was so they had a little bit of a boost in the 
early uh, 2000s when, when Paramore was doing that. I was, I was not in their demographic at that time period. Yeah, <laughs> I never got into Paramore. I like Haley Williams, her solo stuff, and then the last Paramore record, I really, really dig. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the new Miley Cyrus record. It's got that 80s um, It's got that Madonna like, pop. Me- yeah, the Madonna, yeah. Blondie thing. I don't hate you know the moments that are on it. Yeah, it's just I still it. haven't been able to bring myself to try yet. It's like, you, you were praising it. It's like, Tyler was praising it. Tyler, Tyler will praise it. anything. Yeah. So I didn't give that too... too, too I didn't give that two chances. I'm just like, whatever, Tyler. I but then, it's like, then I saw yeah. you praising it, and I'm like, wait. Paul's saying it's good? Wait a minute now. Hold but on. I like so much stuff. So, you know, I'm all but, kind but of But that's also board. helpful because, yeah. again, I do too. But at yeah. the same time, I think, I don't know, maybe it was just my specific demographic and age group because I am the youngest at the table. I'm still 28. So uh-huh. it's like when I was growing up, Miley Cyrus was the enemy. Yeah, I It's totally like she that. was yeah. public enemy number one during yeah, my generation. I was too old for any of that stuff. See, I was exactly. no attention to it. Yeah, yeah. even I yeah. was too old to give a shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, but during my generation, she was public enemy number sure. one. Party in the USA, man. Yo, so. yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, and that's what she like. The Disney Channel shit was at yeah. its peak. Yeah. All of that. So like when she started hitting the mainstream, it's like everyone around my age group was like, no, yeah. no, stop it. And then I she like tried that. wearing the punk thing, and we're like, stop, <laughs> <laughs> stop it. And then there's like you know people like you know Jeff Williams and Russ Ward say it's kind of going like well you know she is kind of like bumping the system that is kind of poker I'm like stop it <laughs> don't give her anything they also get to a certain age like I said with Haley Williams like her solo stuff that recently came out in the latest Paramore record and then like you get to a certain point where it's just like it's almost more punk rock just to do what you want and I feel like that's what they're doing now I guess in yeah. a sense um so and that's yeah. why it's good. Like, and, and I'm having genuine. to work on myself. I fully so. recognize that this is me and my own biases. Oh, I'm sure I'll get <laughs> shit. Like, who me. fucking Haley Williams? Paramore? What the fuck? As I said, I don't listen to any of the Paramore stuff, but that last record, After Laughter, is a good record. So if you like '80s pop, '90s pop, so oh no, I, yeah, that's I, fun. There, trust me, there's plenty of shit I'll have to kind of pop out and be like, look, I, I, regardless, this shit's good. Like hell, I, I had to defend the new Green Day record. Yeah, it's like, I, yeah that, see, that's hard to, that, to do, but it's so. like that's it was a really great record. Yeah. I love. Loved it. It was yeah. way better than anything they've done in a long ass time. Yeah. Same thing with the network. That I like the network stuff a lot. Yeah, oh my God, so that's in that ruled. same vein that I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's yeah, kind of the direct, yeah. that's kind of the the pop rock direction that's been going around. Just kind of like that 80s, yeah. you know, bassy kind of deal, but with you know, like dancey lyrics and yep. like a lot of eighth notes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, I listened to her cover of a what Heart of Glass that yeah. she did like a little live thing or whatever, and she. She does fine with tone, but she has the same problem I think that Lady Gaga has, which is they sing through their nose so much. Like she's got a good <laughs> voice, but like if she would quit singing through her nose, I yeah. think I would like it better. Exactly. Like vocally, I don't care for Miley Cyrus's voice all yeah. that much. Yeah, I could see that. Even if I had never. But it's heard like she's of her. got great range. She clearly has a great voice. It's just that one specific style of that. I think it lends well to her new stuff. So okay, and like I said, I'll give it a shot. And also, I'm very nasally as well as you can tell. So well, you're also not a front man singing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could be, damn it. <laughs> I will be. Kesha put out like a rock record a few years Did ago she? that had a couple of jams on it. I like Kesha. Hmm. <laughs> and this is like right after to an her. extent. Yeah. She, she had one on there with like the lead singer of the Eagles of Death Metal. That, okay. one's, that one's okay, though. Okay. But like, yeah, it had a bunch of like, uh, you know, rock names on it or whatever. Okay. And this is after she got over all that bullshit uh, with her manager yeah. and that whole fucking story. Yeah. What a tragedy that was. Yeah. So, Honestly, if we're willing to talk about pop records, I think the last pop record that came out that it's like I almost like just front to back was Blondie's new record, Pollinator. 
Haven't heard it. Oh it's my good. god, yeah. dude! Like it is. It's like the first three Blondie records compressed into one with new production. When did it come out? Oh god, maybe like three, four years okay. ago at this point. Huh. Oh my god, it's like seriously fantastic. Uh, the lead single, uh, "Doom or Destiny," she uh, she duets with Joan Jett. Oh, cool. So it's like Joan Jett and Debbie Harry singing yeah. like this like proto punk well, kind of pop the, song. Miley did it like, on the new oh, record. She got Joan Jett on one of the songs, and she Who did? got uh, Miley. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Did, and she got uh, Billy Idol mm-hmm. on one of the tunes. So. Yeah, Billy Idol's kind of making a resurgence. Yeah, Joan so he's Jett. coming out with a new record. Butch so. Walker just produced his latest okay. record. I haven't checked it out yet, though. Oh, it's out. Okay, uh, at least one of the singles is i think gotcha. i think i saw butch posted on his uh online feed going back to, to that 2005 warp tour he was on for a, f- a couple shows oh was Billy he? idol was yeah i tried to try to meet him nah it wasn't happening no like he his bus was literally like 10 feet from the stage and he'd get off his bus and got on a, a go-kart and just like read it you know just rode it to the ramp it was like <laughs> the streets were like 10 feet i saw him <laughs> i saw him play uh carolina rebellion a couple years okay. ago too he was, was good he's, I, his he's band still was really, good his yeah band, he's got yeah. that fucking guitar player steve yeah. stevens that's yes. a fucking monster yeah. dude yeah he wrote the uh top gun theme too he did? he did. He wrote Danger Zone. No, not uh, oh. Danger Zone, but though. That's Billy Idol's Good guitar for player. him, dude. Right? Yeah. And you know what? He totally played it as Billy Idol did said. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck yes, that's awesome." <laughs> That's so cool. He looks like Fat Johnny Thunders. It's great. <laughs> He's gonna probably start getting paid off of that again with the new with the new Top That's Gun movie right. coming out. They're, they're definitely There's a new Top Gun that. coming out. Yeah, I missed it's, that. It's called Maverick. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing about that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know that theme's in there, like all over the place. So. Kenny Loggins better not write any new shit. <laughs> You think Danger Zone's going to be in there? Oh, it has to be. Really? It has to be. Uh, okay. Or like, no, no, what's going to happen? It's going to be like some re-recorded bullshit version of Danger Zone. <laughs> yes, it's going to be like one of those real droney, gonna ride What's that, uh, 21 Pilots? Like, yeah, it's going to be some bullshit like that. <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's, like, it's like the, the super harmonic like girl voice in the background. Gonna ride into the Danger Zone. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, or actually, no, they're going to shock all of us and do the psycho stick version. Oh, okay. <laughs> no! Then it's going to be like a heavy metal fucking like take my breath away. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what they did. Psycho stick did like a super uh, heavy like go to ride. I remember into that. Disturbed. Zone. <laughs> oh god, no! It's yeah. covering Berlin. See, <laughs> that's going to be the super like Imagine Dragons he won. Take my breath away. <laughs> Imagine Dragons. <laughs> oh shit, that's good stuff. I, now I want to see this movie. <laughs> At least we, let's just make up our own bullshit Top Gun soundtrack. We have the technology. It's only three songs. Danger Zone, Take My Breath Away, and the fucking guitar solo. That's right. That's We've awesome. I had no idea that he had written that. So good for him, man. Yeah. I just remember, yeah. Like, I just remember going through like when iPods were a thing, going through... Uh, their uh, my friend's menus or whatever, and yeah. seen Eddie Van Halen and said Top Gun thing. I'd be like, no, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Someone told me the other day that uh, God, what song was it? Trent Reznor was involved with this song. That was uh, oh, um, that Little Nas X song. Um, I've read Old about Town Road. Apparently, Trent oh, Reznor I've read about like, that too. Oh, yeah. 
Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, if he is, yeah, I don't have know. Have you seen his collaboration with Danny Elfman? You guys seen that at all? Trent Reznor's? Yeah. No. Yeah, it just came out, but oh. Danny Elfman's new record's weird, man. Okay, I so, didn't know that was a collaboration with Trent. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, okay. just, I just saw, well, there's there's two tracks that have come out, and one just came out recently within like the last week or two that okay. has Trent Reznor singing on it. Okay, I heard yeah. the first song yeah. that he put out. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Although, basically what you would expect from the guy? Totally, totally. Well, you Boingo. So. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, it was like super like goth Oingo yes, Boingo. Yes. It was like really what it sounded like. Now with Rammstein, Danny Elfman. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. Good See, for I, him. I'll, I'll check it out again around Halloween. I need to. Yeah. I was never a big Trent Reznor or a Nine Inch Nails guy. Really, I saw them. I actually saw them with Marilyn Manson opening and uh, the Jim Rose Circus show, um, like a freak show. Open like open the show. See, that's like and, that's uh, just goth rock, pure uh, yeah, 1996. Totally. Just, that's, that's probably what it was. Like 95, somewhere there at the Spectre before it was torn down in Philadelphia. It was an arena rock show. And yeah, sure enough, they had a, a, a sideshow circus thing mm-hmm. act as the opening act. And then Marilyn Manson, I'd, I'd, I'd heard a little bit of them. They weren't like blown up at that point. But um, but the show was good. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, they had, I mean, Broken was a great, I think a great record. And they had, they had I mean, Pretty Hate Machine and stuff like that. But yeah, they were, they were huge. I never got like ministry in that whole... Uh, you didn't like uh, Jesus Built My Hot Rod? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was all right. There was like some songs on that, like some bands on that Crow soundtrack and stuff like that that kind of were in that. Oh, the Crow soundtrack. That That's like so. the most hard rock album of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it does. Well, I think the Judgment Night soundtrack would be the most hard rock. What was on that one? Oh, dude, that it, was, it was all rap and like uh, an alternative band, like collaborations. So okay. it was like Mud Hutting with Sir Mix-a-Lot. And the then fuck? like biohazard with uh with uh god what was the song um house of pain i've never like, yeah. heard of all really? these no <laughs> yeah, they're just another big dope kid dun, 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 yeah dun, house dun, of oh pain biohazard with onyx house of pain like, <laughs> yeah house of pain with helmets <laughs> yes that's just another victim oh my god yeah. <laughs> let's see yeah biohazard and onyx uh disorder uh ice tea and slayer <laughs> what what <laughs> What? <laughs> the movie's like uh, the soundtrack's better than the movie. So let's put it that way. <laughs> let's see. Look at "I Love You, Mary Jane" by Cypress Hill and Sonic Youth. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Sir Mix a Lot and Mud Honey. Yep. There's that. Um, Faith That's a no good track too. Let's see, Faith No More, Booyah, and is that Tribe with it too? I'm not oh, sure. Oh, Booyah right. Tribe. I saw okay. Tribe. I saw yeah, uh, not tri- Tribe. Yeah. Is the acronym. Yeah. Not uh, Tribe Called Quest, Quest yeah. which would have been much better. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> See, Therapy and Fatal. Never heard of either of them. Yeah, neither. See, Dinosaur Jr. and the and the, the Funky Homo Sapiens. Yeah, the Funky oh. Homo Sapiens. Yeah. All right. That's cool. <laughs> and then Cypress Hill's on here twice. Uh, real thing uh, with Pearl Jam. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that track. Oh, that just sounds so. like... That just... How does that work? <laughs> the only the only thing missing from that was the uh, the fucking Metallica DMX song. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm telling yes. you, though, that, yeah, hel- that Helmet House of Pain it. song is a ripper. So Which one? The Helmet House of Pain song, Just Another Victim. I'll check that yeah, out. That's a good one. But there was soundtracks like coming out during those midnight, like the Spawn soundtrack that had like these weird collaborations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like yeah. the fucking, uh, like the Matrix soundtrack yes. and all that, too. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty like a uh, hot, uh, hot Topic wasn't even a thing in 2000. That was 99 even. Uh, came, no, it, hot Topic yeah, was, was a thing around. in the early yeah. 90s, actually. Yeah, it was. Well, yep. Jackson didn't see, didn't get it until 2000. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, motherfuckers, what, what I didn't left? have it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at the crow soundtrack here. Yeah, that was a good one though. The, the weirdest collaboration like, that I still really like though. It wasn't on any like soundtrack or anything, but the the fucking Anthrax. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, Public Enemy. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I fucking I like those. Yeah, it's still kind of weird, but it's it still the works. I got the band. Yeah, it totally works. <laughs> oh no, that one was just Anthrax rapping. Like the Public Enemy one. I thought was, Public Enemy was on that too. No, they were. Uh, that was just uh, Anthrax. I'm trying to think of the uh, name uh, of the song. That, that was now. the beat. Um, uh, it was such a huge song. I see, I'm the man. Or are you talking about the Public Enemy one? No, that was the Public Br- Enemy Anthrax. That was tune. Bring the Noise. Yes, thank you. Okay. Turn bring it, it up. up. <laughs> bring the noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I'm the man also had like a guest on it or something. That was just Sam Kennison yelling in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Scott, and I think it was uh, Frank, the bass player. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and uh, if you watch the music video, it's weird because the lead singer Joey is playing the drums. Mm, yeah, so I think uh, Charlie was rapping too, and then they <laughs> had like samples of Sam Kennison in the back going. Ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, for some reason, uh, like when I went through my big metal thing, it's like I, I downloaded the Big Forest discography through Torrents, sure. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, and it's like, so it's like I got Anthrax, all of Motor, or Metallica, and Megadeth, and everything else, and Slayer. Listened to like five Slayer songs, deleted the discography. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, nope, yeah. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Listened to a few Megadeth songs, deleted all but three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Megadeth coming up. And then so. it's like, and then it's like I really attached to Metallica and. Um, anthrax and it's like as soon as i like eventually got over to the i'm the man thing first time i heard i was like fuck this this is horrible (laughs) fuck this i could see that and then one day it just popped back up on my shuffle again and i was like huh this is kind of catchy and then like a couple months later i'm like i am the man i'm so bad i should be in detention i was like yep i'm in it i like it (laughs) no there was like one show i went to where it was essentially the big four without metallica it was uh anthrax megadeth and slayer and anthrax the anthrax went on first but i think they were the best out of the three of them they put on like the better live show out of all of them because megadeth is just you know shred guitar fest Mm -hmm. and i'm like you i grew up loving a lot of like say rust in peace and countdown to extinction yep that's about it yeah (laughs) rust in peace was awesome Mm -hmm. so and they played that uh top to bottom on top of uh other regulars yeah that's super cool and then slayer comes out and they do uh seasons of the abyss in its entirety on top of you know yeah which is not the 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 record i liked from slayer but still crazy that's a crazy show yeah yeah it was, it was it was one of those like bucket that was like one of the top 10 best shows I've been yeah. to as far as like more, most memorable at yeah least. sure sure and it was just in Knoxville the fucking hockey arena you know <laughs> it seems like Anthrax has always consistently been good because we've discussed it before like year like a year or so ago when we actually got to do it but um like when we saw Motorhead and uh, Anthrax it's like it was like real close to Lemmy's death I think like a couple months before he died oh wow <clears throat> and then but like Anthrax opened up so it's like you would kind of expect Anthrax to kind of whoop you know motorhead a little bit but mm-hmm. it's like they did in a way of like tightness mm-hmm. but there was still an aura that motorhead gave off yeah. like as soon as lemmy went off stage it's like there was a certain electricity that happened in the room that was just like oh fuck here we go <laughs> kind of thing uh-huh, it's like yeah. all of a sudden it's like everyone got amped up when That's they cool. came on but it's like but anthrax still they put on a hell of a show and i'm not even like a diehard fan but like i'm like catching myself just like head banging like a motherfucker yeah. during their sex i'm just like this is tight it sounds good mm-hmm. they're they're just a really good band they're just bouncing live. off the walls too they're like energy yeah. on stage and feeling it Scotty yeah, still just looks like a douche <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the one thing I can't get over he just looks like a douche shin beard. 
<laughs> Peter from Sunday Box in the basis is a big Anthrax guy. Yeah, so, yeah, he was big on Anthrax coming up. So, but yeah, I was more in like the grunge mm-hmm. type stuff. But that that Judgment Night soundtrack, you gotta, gotta check that one out. I definitely want to, man. <laughs> Yeah, the fucking Crow soundtrack had, uh, let's see. My Life with the Throw Kill Cult was the other band I was thinking of that was kind of lumped into that ministry. Yeah. Like, I think they're on that soundtrack. <laughs> so, I think, let me see. Da, 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 da. Helmet's on there again. Let's see. Helmet. The Rollins Band is. Oh, shit. Oh, that's right. They do the version of uh, Ghost Rider by uh, Suicide. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Let's see. There's a Rage track on there. Stone yep. Temple Pilots, The Big Empty. Love, love that track. That's such a good song too. It's so good. That whole record, that 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 purple, their yeah. second record that that appeared on too. So people really then, they put people up then and with the grunge stuff and all that too. But yeah. I don't know. They're kind of their own little identity. They were. My, they were more of a rock. Mind. Like yeah, they were really really good. That's so. an, that's another one of those guys where I was like so glad I was able to see before he yes. died with Scott yep. Weiland. Yeah, and he wound up doing a couple of deep cut Velvet Revolver tracks. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. See, Velvet Revolver was a band I wish I'd been able to catch. That, that was I yeah. loved that band. That was great. I saw Stuntable Pilots on that Purple Tour in 94 oh, wow. um, with Meat Puppets and Jawbox. Oh, that, wow. That was a set, yeah. dude. Holy yeah. shit. I saw Meat Puppets. Uh, it was, I guess, the night of the 20th anniversary of uh, Nevermind. They oh, were really? doing a run through uh, the South, and they played this huh. fucking pizzeria in Knoxville, and we went to go see uh, Meat Puppets. And <laughs> Brothers it was, Meat. That's it was awesome. super packed. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's see. Uh, I saw. Stone, I was supposed to see Stuntable Pilots twice, but then Scott got had to go to rehab both times before... Mm. Uh, they had a chance. Have you I had a chance to see new, him. Their new singer at all? I haven't. I haven't he's kept sound, up with he it. Sounds a shit ton like Scott, but like, yeah, I've, I saw some video, clips of them live, and it's he's you know I don't feel I don't know if he's trying to impersonate him, but it's he's got some of the movements and stuff, and it's a little. He sounds good. He sounds good. I'd much rather just listen to him than yeah. see him play. <laughs> yeah, same here. Someone, Someone imitating him. As, I, I get yeah. why they have to do it too, sure. because the name's bigger than the members yeah. and all that too. Because yeah. they tried to do that one record with the late singer of Filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> but he's going the, the new lead singer. singer really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Filter, they're good band. Hey <laughs> man, nice. Wait shot. a minute, no, I remember Filter because I was making jokes about. Uh, clutch and filter doing uh, shows together. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's called the car tour. <laughs> yeah, the Cure was on the uh, Crow soundtrack. Yep. Uh, Burn was the name of the track. Uh-huh. See, Dead Souls by Nine Inch Nails. Yep. Violent Films. Uh, God, that's the name I hadn't heard in a minute. The yeah. ba- the badge by Pantera. Pantera, <laughs> Pantera, brother. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see, medicine, a uh, bunch of, and then the rest are a bunch of names I've never heard of, except for the Jesus and Mary Jane. Yeah, did I say God. the Jesus? I think I said the Jesus. The Jesus. There <laughs> it's is just a- the Tennessee coming out again. It's okay, Cap. <laughs> there is a Jesus crust. Yes, that, that shows yes, here in Charlotte. Yes. Have you have you caught one? I have. Yeah, the, dr- the drummer's a friend of mine. Actually, okay. Yeah, he sings too, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. And plays fiddle very well, too. That's awesome. What's funny, speaking of Jesus Christ, uh, one of the packets was sitting on the counter in the kitchen uh, a few months ago, like or a month or so ago when he caught them. And I think I was like out of town for the weekend or something. And it's like I came in the kitchen. I was like grabbing something out of the fridge. And I looked down. And it's like this Papa John's, like Parmesan pizza cheese packet. Yeah. And, it, and it says like Jesus Christ on it. Okay. It's like got this demonic little fucking like little Caesars <laughs> dude on it. And I'm like looking at it going... What the fuck is this? But it's like actual cheese. <laughs> and it's that like, made? yes. And it's like, I th- oh, I remember what it was. I was getting coffee, and it's like, and my brain had still not connected that it was a sticker on top of it. And I'm like looking oh, at it, gotcha. and like immediately my marketing brain went into, 
how did he get these done? Yeah, exactly. Is there places you can get like exactly custom made food items pressed? Ooh, what else could I do? And then it's like all of a sudden, like my Gene Simmons brain is working. And then it's like, I see it's a fucking sticker. I was like, you clever son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, he had That's like awesome. he had enamel pins and everything. That's awesome. With like a little uh, with like a pizza slice and a Jesus robe. How do you know him? Uh, just from playing shows oh, yeah. around, and uh, he's played fiddle in like country bands I played in and stuff like that. Right on. I actually did a set with him uh, a few weeks ago. It was Fourth of July weekend. Uh, we did a three piece. Uh, it's just kind of bluesy punk, punk, yeah. uh, punk set, and he played drums. And you know, he plays accents to my Almond Brothers bullshit. Nice. And it's cool as shit. That's very cool. Now he's got his own little lane that he's, uh, you know, kind of been, that he's been busy at. Yeah. Well, kind of speaking on local music stuff again. I mean, uh, what is the future for Sunday boxing? Because now we're kind of, as it's like, unfortunately, if you think about it, October is kind of like the last month to really do anything. No one does anything really in November and yeah. December. So it's like, you know, it, what what is like the plans for like the rest of the year? Maybe kicking off the start of. 22 even so we don't have like any plans yet to go back into the studio or anything we're still working on some new stuff um as i said well you'll probably hear a couple of the new songs on on uh, on saturday but at we have tommy's a- pub everybody yes. free yes. show tomorrow yeah. if you're listening to this on release day cool, right. come on out have some fun <laughs> with us anyway sorry <laughs> uh, so other than that we have a couple other songs kind of uh in the uh in the wane um but you know, I don't know. I don't know if we'll work on something to record in the near future. We're right now. We're just trying to play out, not necessarily as much as possible. Um, we, we do. We are doing another cover for one of Emotron's uh, tribute records. I know I posted something about the Discord, um, and we did that Painted Black song, which was a hardcore band out of Philadelphia. So that was one of the reasons we actually did that. But it was nice. very. His his uh, his compilations are very eclectic. Um, and we're doing the only reason we did the painted black one is because I have uh, I talked about Lifetime before the guitar player from Lifetime is the lead singer of painted black and just kind of followed his career mm-hmm. and was into that. So this next compilation is going to be a record that I was into even earlier than Lifetime um, that he's doing, and he was cool enough to ask us because we we had a conversation. He knows kind of like we're about the same age, so he yeah. knows we have a lot of the same musical background as far as coming up in the '90s and stuff. So. We're doing another cover uh, for that, so we'll record that. But as far as our own material, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with it yet, um, but we'll find out. Right now, we've just got a couple of shows lined up in October. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the uh, the Tommy show on yeah. Saturday, tomorrow. Yes. Yes. If you're listening to this so. It's weird having to talk in the future, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, we're really stoked on the new stuff and some of the other, um, as a stuff, some of the other stuff that we're working on. It's just, it's different. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that's just kind of how we're going to keep rolling. It's just everything's going to be a little bit different from the, from the last thing, hopefully. And you know so. what? And I think that's a good thing. I think that, honestly, our music scene needs a little different, you know, because it's like we do have a lot of really great punk bands. We have a lot of really great metal bands yeah. and, you know, rap bands and, you know, and rap artists and R&B artists and, you know, everything else in between. But it's like, you know, after a while, like I said, you know, it's not a fault. It's just it all winds up kind of bleeding into each other. So when sure. bands, you know, kind of go, you know what, I want to do a little something different that makes me excited because i'm just like ooh, they're trying to become better songwriters almost or you know trying to expand their horizons and And we're not even trying to do anything different necessarily we just i mean that's just the way it's ending up kind of and but it all centers around that kind of alternative rock Mm -hmm. kind of you know spectrum 
Um, but yeah, we're just, we're just writing stuff any, and some of it's just like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> but you know what? I, I, can, it. Yeah. I, I relate to that though. Yeah. And, and that's why it really makes me excited to hear it. You know, yeah. Cause it's like, you know, even the progression of us from being, you know, super fast, hardcore punk, you yeah. know, leading now into, you know, stuff that we hadn't even released yet. I mean, and I, yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to hear the new stuff. So well, I might play a sample for you, but yeah, hey, but no, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like even the new stuff we wrote is like, it's completely outside the box of those first two records. And yeah. it's like, it wasn't very conscious just aside from you know actually for me personally now actually having more talent like being a better guitarist than when I did starting sure. out like yeah. watching Cat play he's been a huge influence on being able to show me little guitar licks and stuff because Mikey he always came from the metal head space sure. I didn't really pick up on those kind of riffs but it's like he, he likes classic you know rock and roll and country and shit like that yeah. Cap does so Same. it's like I immediately picked up on like some of his little tricks I'm yeah. like ooh I can implement this so it was more or less through him I became a better guitarist and then I was like That's okay awesome. now I can expand the songwriting because yeah. I can actually play it live now and yeah. shit like that yeah. so I, that's why I relate and I'm just so excited to kind of hear like y'all's progression of just like what you guys feel like you need to do or now or regression not who knows <laughs> oh dude no. No, no no I feel like pl I plateaued like 20 years ago so <laughs> as far as my playing is concerned so well like I said man and, and this is no slam on anyone but it's like Sunday Boxing genuinely is like in my top five favorite oh, local bands so much, and, and it genuinely yeah, is because like thank it you, is different you yeah. know and that's what I really really like about it the, band, it, the bands thank in you. town that I wound up gravitating toward like even another one I'm thinking of eyebrows yeah the yeah eyebrows are dude, pretty different from so anyone good. else yeah, in town. dude some so of that live streaming good. stuff that they've been doing too oh is my been, god <laughs> yes yeah. they're playing they're playing in town soon at mm -hmm. snug so. I, gotta, I gotta do a show with those guys that'd yeah. be so fucking yeah. fun yeah you guys would fit right in with that so oh, yeah actually so. all three of us would yeah. and, and it's yeah. like and the weird thing is like again that's what i was talking about earlier all three of us Sunday boxing fill-ins and Man. eyebrows are yeah. so different, yet I feel like we would all work under the same roof really well. Yeah. I think the audi the audience would get why all three bands are under the totally. same roof. Yeah, and I think that's really going to be evident on Saturday. So oh, yeah, um, with the three bands that are playing. So well, so we can continue to share our love of music. This shit ain't over yet. We got to dig on into our Spotify playlist, and we got to figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Captain, what the hell have you been listening to? I've been all over the place. A lot of uh, Australian fuzz rock. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, good stuff. That I've been hanging out with Eddie Ford a lot from Self Made Monsters, and he's this week he's turned me on to groups like The Scientists, uh, Beasts of Bourbon, and <laughs> Beasts uh, of Bourbon. Is yes. it like the letter B and then suburban, or is oh, Beasts of oh, Bourbon. Beasts of Bourbon. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> all good. And then uh, what was the other one? Uh, Cosmic Psychos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's that's just Australian, just you know, just kick ass rock. A scientist is more like Stooges oriented, and the uh, Beasts of Bourbon are kind of like you know psychedelic Jimi Hendrix style. And both of those have a guitar player named uh, Kim Salmon. Okay. And uh, Cosmic Psychos are a uh, bunch now they're uh, an older you know just uh, you know kind of just Aussie hick band that plays you know cool fuzz rock that's uh, kind of like a Turbo Negro at the same time too. Mm. So just I. Just, suggest any of those bands and uh that also kind of put me down a 
uh, Grinderman rabbit hole. Because I know I saw you posting about Grinderman. I was just like, "Ooh, Cap's learning about Grinderman. Interesting." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but, "He's learning about Nick Cave. I wonder what's about to happen ooh, now." Nick Cave, <laughs> Nick Cave with a Stratocaster and fucking uh, fuzz keys and fuzz Hell guitars. Yeah. And so all I'm that sitting here going, too. "I'm like, I've already gone through my Nick Cave winners. I'm, I'm yeah, waiting right. for yours." <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, watch out for him. This uh, way, right? yeah, I'm like, I, I know what happens when we start listening to Nick Cave. I've had many a season of that. <laughs> It all of a sudden turns into the red wine and candle evenings. <laughs> and, then, and then just more Tom Waits than I normally listen to. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but not Mark, like more Mark Lanigan. Yeah, so. that too. It's yeah. kind of the same ballpark. Yeah. There you go. Oh, God. That's why Grinder Man is such a nice release. It's just, uh, it's just Nick Cave playing with fuzzy instruments and huh. you know doing fun but shit. Check that out. That yeah. sounds awesome. It's good shit. Well, Paul, what the hell have you been listening to, sir? Um. So yeah, obviously I just mentioned Lanigan and Screaming Trees, and I mentioned their last record, Dust, um, that came out in '96. As I said, I didn't, wasn't on it when it came out, but I've been listening to it recently, just after finishing his uh, his memoir, and it, I love that record. Face to Face came out with a couple. I was really big into them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming up. So that whole SoCal punk scene. So they came out with a couple new singles. They have a new single called uh, I think it's called Farewell Song. That's awesome. I really enjoy it, and then that's kind of led me down a propaganda uh, kind of hole at all. I so just you guys... fat records galore. <laughs> yeah, but like even the stuff that prop uh, propaganda has had, like after fat records, like their latest latest record called Victory Lap is awesome. Nice. And then um, I recently picked up the well, this isn't on my Spotify. This is on my turntable. Uh-huh. Uh, the Bad Astronaut, um, which is going back to fat, uh, the lead singer Lagwagon. His side project that was oh, in their early nineties. Okay, 90s. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard like Um But yeah, he had a he had a side project that was more it's more rock oriented, mm-hmm. um, and it's really really good. I, I highly su- uh, suggest you guys check it out. But it, they had albums as I said come out in, like the early to mid two thousands. I had the original drummer from Lagwagon as well, but um, he ended up killing himself and. Mm. Took yeah. him a little while to finish that last record. Um, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> they, they had some other people come in, obviously. <laughs> but, um, um, some of the local stuff, like the new Walborn stuff. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Oh, all yeah. three of those singles have been really, really good. Saw that um, uh, Evening Muse show last week. Oh, did you? It was you, pretty it, good too. I'm sure, man. So the eccentrics are really good too. There's a lot yeah, of good bands. Yeah, the eccentrics were really fucking I think, good. I think they're from the Asheville area. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not sure either. But. Um, but yeah, speaking of Asheville, like uh, Tongues of Fire, um, they have two new singles out. They just put their new record for pre-order or new EP, which I think is on a cassette, up for pre-order um, on their on their record label's website, which I can't remember what it is, but it's on Bandcamp. And then uh, Ship Thieves, I've been... There's a band, uh, I didn't talk to them about them at all here, but there's a band called Hot Water Music that I was really big into in the Mm mid-90s coming up, and their lead singer has a new project called Ship Thieves that's been around for a little while, but their latest record that came out in March of this year, it's probably my favorite record of the year, Um, but uh, I've been revisiting that. Um, It sounds like it was written during quarantine. Yeah. um, Because there's a whole whole track talking about being in isolation at the end of this one one track. But it was all recorded and uh, apparently... um written in like 2017 2018 oh wow <laughs> but it just came out it just came out <laughs> this year yeah, yeah yeah it just came out this year so but it's a really really good record i highly recommend it yeah so ship thieves i think it's called uh eruption oh so, yeah yeah really awesome. good record yeah a lot of stuff 
Well, I guess uh, first things first, I got to throw a little bit of love toward Like Machines. They've got a new single out there, and it's it's not quite rock and roll. It's a little different. If you've been a Like Machines fan before, it might take a little bit of adjusting and getting used to, but I've kind of had to sit with it for a minute, and I've seen it live a few times. I think it's pretty fucking good. So check it out. Come and get it. Uh, but honestly, the two records I've been revisiting the most have been Ramon's Mondo Bizarro, and the reason for that one I was gonna is say. There, there's some songs in there that really don't don't get a lot of love like for instance poison heart that's a great one that mm-hmm. is fantastic one of the best dd written songs ever i think um yeah. strength to endure is pretty good it's gonna be all right is never talked about but it is a beautiful love song from joey to the fans hmm. he's because if you because we know ramon's lore and everything by mondo bizarro joey was not be very happy in the band he hmm. was this was kind of near his low point this song is literally him talking about being at his low point, but the fans being worth it. That's awesome. And the chorus is, it's going to be all right. You guys make it all right. And so it's like, it's yeah. it, y'all, you guys are the only ones that truly understand. Cool. I guess it'll be all right. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, so it's like kind of listening to that. It kind of hits you in the heart a little bit being like, sure. oh, I, I wasn't even around to love you yet, Joey, but thank you, you know, kind of thing. And then, um, uh, tomorrow she goes away fucking hilarious lyrics and i'm fucking i love the song and uh won't let it happen is even a great little kind of reminiscing kind of like breakup song almost like kind of longing for that shit to be back again like oh i've learned from my mistakes that mm-hmm. kind of shit and then another one today i started revisiting a uh, social d somewhere between heaven and hell another yeah. record from a oh. popular band that also doesn't get yeah. a lot of plays i like that one a lot and dude, one of the best songs on there is This Time Darling, one of the last songs. Mm-hmm. It starts out super, it's, it's an entirely slow song, but the lyrics to it are just really great. Kicks off with a great Dolly Parton cover, uh, where yeah. I actually didn't kick off with this third song. I'm, and my head has started off that way, I think, because I used to skip to that. <laughs> when I first got the record, I was like, cold feelings and bad luck, whatever, skip, skip. <laughs> skip the hits. <laughs> That's right. Yep, and I was like, make him believe, yes. <laughs> But no, th- this is just another good one. Um, odd production style, kind of thin, honestly. Okay. It's not very big sounding, especially for like the following record, White Light, which mm-hmm. is just like yeah, a yeah. complete like sonic blast to your face. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's definitely a more tame record, but I think it's like the last tame record they did. I like uh, sometimes I do and sometimes, sometimes I don't. don't. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Yeah. There, there is one line in that one that always made me laugh. I can't remember what it was now, but it's like the second to the last verse before they repeat that chorus over and over again. But there was just one of them. I just every time I heard it, I'd giggle. I bet you now if I listened to it, I'd be like, none of this is funny. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oddly enough, I didn't get to that song earlier today. I also stuck on like four songs. I picked that up from my mom. She yeah. had this horrible habit of like, if she liked a song, as soon as there was like five seconds left, click rewind, yeah. it's, it's playing it again. So it's like, I'm, I'm the same way. Like when a new, like when all y'all guys songs came out, I was like, repeat, repeat, repeat. So it's like, that was just in my head all yeah. fucking day. I'm just like, yep, th- this is the new song. This is all I'm listening to today. I, feel you. I, get, I get to that as well. With me with We Had Love by fucking uh, uh, scientists. Yeah. That's what the Ship Thieves I was talking about. I listened to like the first five tracks on that record like over and over again until I finally was like, I should probably listen to the rest of the record. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'll do that with a new band. Yeah. Um, I'll find a record of theirs like brand new. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. We'll love that record. We'll try listening to other ones. Be like, yeah. no, no, no. It's not as good as this one. <laughs> Completely wear it out. Leave the band for months and then be like, Come back to it. I guess I'll yeah. listen to one of the other records yeah. and then be like, oh my God. God, why didn't I really like this? Was even better than the one I was cr- 
cramming. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, awesome. that's where I'm at with Thelma and the Sleeves right now. I love oh, those yeah. first two tracks on that new record they yeah. got out, and I haven't revisited any of the okay. others as much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, man, I think this has been a fantastic episode. And Paul, seriously, thank you for coming on. Dude, I'd I've love for you to be it back so much. Yeah, thank anytime you, guys. you want. We can, since we've already done your origin story, so to speak, <laughs> uh, come on back and we just talk anything music, okay. man. Just, cool. And just anything that winds up coming to All mind. Right, we'll talk about how my parents were shot dead in an alley and I you know, had to avenge them. My origin story. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, I, I was, I was him for a second. second. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I see where we're going. <laughs> I want to hear about like uh, your, t- your work on the road doing uh, okay. merch. And, like, yeah, the I'd love to hear about that too, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We'll no, it. So again, thank you so much for being on here. And Cap, do you have a damn intro for us? Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, you're going to tell us that <laughs> David Lee Roth is pra- past his po- uh, his prime. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you're going to get your painter back on this fucking tour? <laughs> Are you happy oh, now? fuck. <laughs>
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month. At patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.